This week on Beyond the Beats, we'll share our thoughts on new music from Calvin Harris, Cameron Crooked, Swedish House Mafia, and Wade, as well as our opinion on things such as what a TikTok music app would do to the music industry. We've got all of this and so much more, so let's get into it. Bada bing, bada boom. What's up, EDM champions? It's so great to see all of you on episode 145 of Beyond the Beats, a podcast about EDM news and culture. What is EDM, Alec? Do you know what it is? Uh, You know, who knows nowadays? It could be anything that's produced at a computer, I feel like, at this point. It, It could be eclairs dipped... <laughs> monogamously, you know what I mean. I don't know. It, it could be a whole bunch of things, but in this case, it oh is electronic dance music, baby. Oh and every single week, we always start off the episode with an on repeat. And what is an on repeat? One of us picks a song that has been literally on repeat in our headphones. And this track that I'm about to play for you all, I just discovered it last week. I think I'm going through a renaissance right now, man. Uh, I think think I'm going through a renaissance and I'm really excited about my on repeat this week. So without further ado, enjoy the sultry sounds of Cryptogram with his track, Alvidar. Take a listen. sounds baby i love that descriptor for it because it is sultry you know it, yeah. it's, it's just got yeah. the feeling you know what i love about your, your your tracks recently and the renaissance i think that you're going through man is that you, you bring the vibes that's what i think is really neat about whatever music you're exploring right now it's always got a very distinct vibe to it and i think yeah. that's really neat to see in your personal progression and journey through dance music is that you, you're just able to pick out these songs and artists, furthermore, that have a certain vibe to them. And they always bring like a, a, a very specific vibe. And, th- and that's hard to do because a lot of dance music can ca- sound kind of cookie cutter, yeah. you know, imitating one another. But y- you manage to select the ones that stand out. And that's what I really appreciate. And this song certainly does that. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Uh, I'm just really digging tracks like this. You know, it's there's just something about it when you, when you hit play and you just let it play out the way that the song progresses. It really kind of captures you it really kind of keeps you moving and grooving and that's why mm-hmm. like cryptogram with this track alvidar like just really spoke to me the first time that i heard it i'm really excited to put this on the show beyond the beats for my on repeat so alec let's get into it baby we got a ton of new music to talk uh, about yes Woo! we do yes we do on episode 145 we are bringing the heat in a multitude of different ways but before we dive into the new music for this week samir please introduce everyone to how we do this section here on beyond the beats we have our very own unique rating scale and it ranges from levels one through five 
Level one is what we call one listen. It's where you listen to a track and you're probably never ever gonna listen again, but you're encouraging other people to give it a listen. Level two is what we call background noise. It's when a song comes on, it's playing in the background, you're not gonna really do anything with it, you might be doing other things, you're not too bothered by it, but it's there to keep you company. Level three is what we call turn it up. It's when a song comes on, you grab the volume knob and you turn it up. Level four is what we call just bought tickets. It's when you listen to a piece of music, you listen to an artist and you immediately look up the next time that they're coming to your town and you gotta buy those tickets. And level five is speechless. It's just you and the music. The song transports you into another world and literally leaves you speechless. So to recap, level one is one listen, level two is background noise, level three is turn it up, level four is just bought tickets, and level five is speechless. Let's get back to it. All right, he's starting off with uh, somebody who, you know, came under some fire for the pop that he became known for. Then he went and did a, you know, 90s infused alias called Love Regenerator, but he's back to this kind of funky pop house infused style and we'll have to see if we're all here for it because i'm talking none other than the main man calvin harris he teamed up on a stacked collaboration lineup with tanashi normani and offset take a listen to this new track from all of them called new to you Alec, uh, I think I'm I think I'm picking up on something like weird on your side. Are you hearing like any feedback or anything or no? No. Are you hearing feedback? Yeah. Let me. Um, oh wait, that's what it was. No. Oh, I'm so sorry about that, man. I didn't mean to freak you was, out. My it was friend. the claw just ready to open. That's what it was. You hearing? It was bubbling to the surface. You just had that's to open right. up the claw. It's our unofficial that's sponsor's right. white claw because I've got one right here too. So cheers, buddy. There you go. Cheers, man. Cheers. That's what this song makes me want to do, baby. It makes me want to crack <laughs> open a fresh one with the boys, with the friends, because this is definitely like my favorite single from the new album that's coming out soon, man. It's just, it's an impeccable groove with an incredible bass line and those strings, they, they really remind you of the Bee Gees. And I, oh, that's why I love yes. this. Yes, yes, right? yes, yes. Right? Oh, you stole my fucking point. I love it. Good point though. Go ahead. Dude, let's not forget about Tanashi and Normani and Offset, they, they all three of them just really brought their best here. And Calvin Harris is absolutely shining on this production. I'm incredibly impressed, dude. I'm very, very impressed. So for me, this is going to be a level four out of five just bought yes. tickets. What did you think? Yes, yes, yes. Thank the Lord. Because, y- you know, I, it's just, I was waiting for a Calvin Harris track that was like this, where it's just got such a interesting and intriguing and curiosity provoking production on it and that's exactly what this does the production on it is amazing this is the future of pop right it really is i wouldn't even call this so much of just a dance track this is pop and i think this is the future of pop because it's got that dance you know kind of philosophy infused in it like the strings yeah. that are just magnificent like this is such a banging track i I, I I love this track. You have no idea how happy I was to see him release a track like this because the other track, you know, off of his upcoming uh, album, Funk Wave Bounces Volume 2, 
I wasn't, you know, the one with Halsey in it. I wasn't yeah. that big on it, if I'm perfectly honest. I was like, oh, you know, it sounds a little bit generic. But this, this steals the show. So I'm hoping that this is pointing and indicating towards that, that direction that Calvin is going in where it's just so wonderfully done. Instrumentals are in there focusing on the production. And that's what I want to hear in his pop songs. Because a lot yes, of the times dude. when dance music, people are doing crossovers with pop artists they don't focus as much on the production as they could but he gave it time to shine and it really comes through and i think that everybody no matter what genre you're into can get into this track so level four out of five from me as well this is going to be an absolutely stacked album and i'm so excited to hear the rest of this album man I'm, i hope I'm, it I'm delivers off the walls. Yeah. big big expectations now big big expectations but moving on into a song that's going to have i think it's going to cause some controversy in the scene because i know it certainly has you know, uh, within me as well. I'm just very interested. I had to put on the show notes because it's th- this guy, Wade, okay? He's actually been blowing up over the past year, two years specifically as well. Spanish tech house DJ infuses a lot of really cool Latin vibes, but he went a little bit different with this track. So I'm just wondering to see if for the champions and for you, especially Samir, if it hits. This is Wade with his new track called Pan Jabi. Take a listen. I'm just going to come out and say it. Nah. I figured. Yeah. This uh, is a hard nah. I, I just want to, I'm going to take a step back on like the etymology of this track real quick. Right. So this song samples. Please go ahead. Mandian Tubachke, which is just one of those all time classic Indian songs. If you go to like any Indian party, if you go to any Indian wedding or function, like whatever it may be, you are guaranteed to hear this song. And then it got some serious recognition in the U.S. when Jay-Z spit some bars on top of it. Right. Beware mm. of the boys. Everyone knows that one. So ever since then this is a song that has transcended cultural boundaries and i think that's amazing i love to see all these cultures appreciating this song in their own way right that also means that over the years i've heard this song remixed so many times and this one right here by wade called Punjabi. this is probably one of the worst remixes of the bunch it's so incredibly disjointed especially like leading into that first drop i'm just i'm not impressed man and let me also just say real quick what the fuck is a Panjabi, the way that it's spelled out in the title track? It's called Punjabi, okay? Call it as such. So that's it. This is going to be a level one out of five. One listen to me. What'd you think? To me, it didn't make any sense. It felt so disjointed. There was no incorporation really of the original culture into the entire track. It just felt yeah. like, oh, we're going to put something on that people may know right kind of like appreciate their culture for a bit and then just switch it up into something completely different which is yeah. exactly what it sounded like it sounded like there was no effort or care to mix in and, and look when when you are going to I, I, for lack of a better term culturally appropriate right yeah. some sounds you've got to do it in a tasteful way and really pay homage to the original culture that you're trying to represent here. And that was just not done in this. It was just kind of like, how can we hook someone in? How can we ride on a bandwagon wave? I know this is an old song, but people are just really enjoying kind of appreciating different cultures here. And then just like, oh, we're just gonna put a house beat on it. And it's just, it just sounded wrong. And 
it's kind of disrespectful if I'm perfectly honest. Like, I, it's not you know to me personally, but I would imagine from people. Uh, are you feeling? Are you feeling disrespectful? I'm feeling disrespected in a way. I'm like, <laughs> how dare you? I'm standing up for all the people here, all my peeps. Okay, the South Asian you mean peeps. Me. <laughs> just you, <laughs> just you. But, but you, you know what I'm saying. It's yeah, I get it. I, I, I have know, a man. better remix of this track that I promise I'll play next week on the Please show. Please do. I promise. Please do because yeah. it's such a great song. Like it gets. I, it's it's got so much energy so much you know just a great vibe to it it's like it deserves better it really does so, so what f- is your rating yeah for me it's a level one out of five that, that's a one yeah. listen so i don't even want to spend any more time on this track let's move on because this next one we talked about a mega collab at the top of the show with calvin yes, harris did. uh this is another one so who do we got coming up well first of all i have to say that this guy's been blowing up and i'm not talking the fuck up i'm not talking about the band swedish house mafia who are also involved in this but i'm talking about fred again who i've known because he has a uk native that's just someone that's you know been on the forefront of the scene but uh, i've seemingly in america as well i don't know why i wish you can you explain to me why i don't know what's happened but suddenly people have just caught on to him for whatever reason and i'm all for it but like he just did a massive i'm put this in the show notes boiler room set people have been going off on twitter about it but fred again teamed up with swedish house mafia and future of all people future can you imagine uh I, well you're about to imagine you're about to hear it because they all teamed up for a track called turn on the lights again take a listen turn on the Dude, if I had another White Claw that I could crack open right now, I would totally do that. This is another fire track. Like, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off just by like kind of talk about what like each of these artists did here, right? So like, you got the incorporation of Future into this, which was really really like exquisite because he kind of gave you the rowdiness of Little John without being like super without overbearing. being Little John. <laughs> yes, yeah, because like you know, it's just like I'm kind of tired of hearing like yeah, yeah you know, like <laughs> let's go. You know, I'm just kind of tired of it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I just like you. having that you. sit yeah. right on top of the song and mm-hmm. just kind of taking up all the all the all the audio, all the space there in that spectrum. You know what I mean? But like. Future just really sat nicely in this track as like this MC sort of leading the energy and leading the way, right? Okay, so then you got Fred again, like you just mentioned, he's been skyrocketing popularity for the past year. His melody game and his composition is just once again driving another amazing track. Like he really pulled through here. And then I just love Swedish House Mafia's heavy focus on percussion and then really getting into some great synths in the second half of the track. Like I really feel like all of these artists came prepared to show what they got when they when they get together in the studio. And this is just an amazing track. So uh, this is going to have to be a level 3 out of 5 turn up for me. I'm really impressed. What did you think? So am I. But I'm going to have to say, I don't think Swedish House Mafia was really responsible for the percussion on this one. This sounds like a Fred Again track. Fascinating. This wow. really okay. does. You go through discography of Fred Again's and it, this sounds more like a... I, look, and don't get me wrong, Swedish House Mafia, especially with the... You know, last album, some of the songs have done a great job on the percussion, but this sounds like a Fred again track. I think, you know, Swedish House Mafia came in and beautifully and well done in this. I'm not trying to diminish them at all with this, but on that second part with that more progressive synth style, uh, that was just so nice to have on the track. And I think that's really where they came in and shown. But this to me just sounded like a classic Fred again track. It's not my favorite of his if I had to 
it's just hard because he's got a lot of classics on there. Oh, but yeah. this was just really well done. And as you said, it's just so impressive to combine future Swedish House Mafia and Fred again. They all came together and worked together. And it just, that cohesion really like, you know, it shined through on the track. It just sounded like a true band almost coming together and putting on a show for that. So for that same reason, man, uh, level three out of five from me, just turn it up as well. Let's go. I love to hear it. All right, Alec, one last track. Oh, where are we going? We, we've talked about these people a lot this year. That's because they've been putting out just some of the most interesting drum and bass you could imagine. I am, of course, talking about Memphis and Camo and Crooked. They just teamed up for a brand new track called Break Away. Let's take a listen. So I want to start analyzing this track by some of the notes that I took here, okay? So we got old school hip-hop samples. You got a little bit of breakbeat. Mm -hmm. You got some Indian chanting vocals in there. You got a tempo increase in there. And you got some Nero influence. Yes. Right? Am I right on that one, the Nero? Excellent. My man. Slap, 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 baby. Let's go. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. So there's a lot going on here all at once. And you just got to give some mad love to Meshus and Camo and Crooked for keeping it fresh and experimental. And... I just never thought I would hear so many styles, ideas, and influences in one track like this. But the question comes up, like, is it too much? Mm. And that really depends on the listener. I personally feel like I could have done without the random, like, tempo increase in there, you know? And then maybe just kind of bringing back or reeling in some of those old school hip-hop samples. I think this would have given this track a bit more direction. Uh, And I'm just not as pumped up on this one like I was with Overture, a track that I actually gave a level five out of five speechless to, the only one given this season so far. So with all that being said, the bar is set high, but they did not meet it for me. So I'm going to have to give this a level two out of five background noise. What did you think? Oh, damn, man. Yeah, I I understand that. I do, because I, I think this track is something that actually has to be appreciated on the big speakers i really think to understand the depths and the varying rhythms that this goes through especially when you get that tempo change uh towards the second half of the track that's when i think you could really appreciate that i'm going to give it a level three out of five just turn it up i thought this was really well done and i love how they just keep pushing the boundaries on drum and bass that's what i'm here for dude i'm really excited about that for you man like First of all, what an amazing new music section. Like, I just love all this, like, deeper uh, conversation that we're having around these tracks because there's just a lot of fascinating things right now happening in dance music. And that's just what keeps this this scene and this energy and the people who are a part of it just so refreshing because there's always something new happening. And that's why I'm just so excited to be mm-hmm. on this podcast mm-hmm. talking about this with you and and including the EDM champions along the way. So with that being said, if the EDM champions want to get connected to all the great tunes that we just talked about, how do they do that? Well, you've got to go to our website, beyondthebeats.co and navigate yourself over to the 145th episode area, man. I know. Ooh. Can you believe it? You can reach that Sheesh. by just going to the show notes tab and you'll see under that all of the episodes 145 and prior. But we also want to hear from you on social media. Reach out to us, please. We enjoy seeing your messages and we enjoy interacting with you. We've made so 
many new raver relationships through this community so please this is something that we really push and hammer on so on instagram we're at btb.pod on twitter we're at pod btb my personal twitter is alec underscore btb and samir's is samir underscore btb big what up to everybody out there really appreciate the love uh, everyone's been sending us keep those reviews coming in keep those ratings coming in mm. like that's just big really, time big time you know that that really helps this show grow but also at the same time, it gets us really motivated to keep this show going as well. So we just want to send our love out to everybody out there, you know? Absolutely. It's uh, it's great, man. Like, I just, I really look forward to doing this show with you every single week. And, uh, you know, one thing I just want to give a big shout out to right now is Tomorrowland. Okay, so Tomorrowland just completed three weekends. Unbelievable. Three weekends of Tomorrowland. Hard summer just happened. Lollapalooza. Okay, I'm going to Crossed. Uh, cross day moves this coming weekend I'm okay so sad i'm so sad i can't be that bad dude i'm gonna miss you out there man i really am my dance partner i'm gonna miss you buddy uh but oh no i just gotta say like i just love seeing all these events taking place right and look if when you're watching the live stream to these events when you're seeing pictures and videos i gotta tell you man i love being able to pick out like flags that are that are in the crowd i think it's so so neat and you're probably wondering to yourself edm champions like how do i get my own flag how do i get seen on the live streams how can my friends and my family and my parents who they're concerned about me because i haven't talked to them in a couple days because i've been so busy at this festival how can they make sure that i'm still alive and doing well well you direct them to the live stream of the festival that you're at and you wave your flag high up in the air and how do you make your flag you go to our sponsor festflags.com f-e-s-t-f-l-a-g-s.com you use our code btbpod for 10 percent off and the best part is they make the process so easy like you submit your idea you submit an image maybe that you want on there they will design it they'll print it and they'll ship it and it'll be ready for your next festival or rave so festflags.com use our code btbpod for 10 percent off alec news and culture time baby let's get into it this is some big news and we've been tracking this this year and it's finally coming to fruition what's going on you know man it's it's just amazing like you've just mentioned all these great events going on but What's interesting is concurrently to these amazing events going on, we've got big things in the music technology and music business space going on as well. Because we talked about last week with Spotify and Hurdle, we did even our own reaction. It seems like people kind of enjoyed that. You know, I need to brush up on my Odessa, clearly. House, for whatever reason, (laughs) I'll have... I mean, I was just tweeting with somebody who was just saying, yeah, you know, you can't be the king yet because you're the house king. But everything else, you know, you got to wash up on. And it's true. I should have gotten the same My Name Odessa track, you know, immediately. Like I did MK. Like I didn't even, it took like 0.5 seconds for MK to fucking register. But Odessa, I was like, wait a minute, who's this? So clearly I've got to brush up on my more, you know, mainstream EDM. Uh, and champions who didn't tune in last week, if you don't know what we're talking about, go, I'll put uh, the uh, link in the show notes. Go check that episode out we did a a very interesting our own version of the edm uh you know or rather the uh, music hurdle so this week i decided that we were also going to talk about what tiktok might be doing in not necessarily in direct reaction to that but as just another push against spotify's hold on the streaming market particularly in the west because we already know that tiktok in in china and a lot of mainstream uh asia including india as well yep they've really gotten a big hold on the you know music sharing and even streaming 
market. And so they're planning to do the same in the US as well as Australia and I'm sure Europe as well. But going back to, uh, you know, India, they're, they're one of only three places that will have uh, TikTok's, you know, kind of music streaming app, quote unquote, already. And I think this is really a beta test for the for the even larger markets that would they be looking to push under the name TikTok Music. But they, they've released a, a, an app, all right, in Brazil, Indonesia, and India. And as of November 2021, they've already had 40 million monthly users. Crazy. Which is just, it, you know, but it just makes so much sense. I mean, again, you got to remember the etymology of this company. They came from a company called Music.ly, Musical.ly, right? That's their genesis. Their genesis is in music. So yes, they've gone to short form video um, and that's really their bread and butter, but they've never forgotten their roots in music and they've realized the power of music in social communities and the you know app engagement like keeping people more on the app like people enjoy music and they love sharing it with others so the easier that you can make that and kind of synergize the listening experience for a whole song to the social sharing component of a social media app the better it is so on top of that if you get bored of just you know regular old videos the fact that, you know, everyone likes to listen to music every now and then, if you can get really into listening to music, that's just another reason to use that app. Say you don't care about the TikTok influencers, you know, the TikTok cooks or the whatever you're, you're looking at. You, you know, now you listen to music just like you would imagine if you would on Spotify and you could just simply share that, you know, do a karaoke version, sing over the lyrics, but you've got that boom, Watch right in the middle of your social media app. So it's just combining these habits from like your music listening habit world to your social media habit world. And that's that's the race that's going on right now. And uh, I think TikTok is going to beat Spotify, if I'm honest, unless Spotify picks up their game. Spotify has in terms of like what people go to listen to full or extended mixes of songs. That's where people will go to. But if they don't get that the game on in terms of the social component, I can easily see TikTok doing that, especially since they've released already their you know distribution service, which we've covered on the show before in a prior episode. So I think this is a very smart move by ByteDance. That's the parent company. Uh, they've already filed a trademark in the US patent office as well as in Australia. So it's coming. And uh, Spotify better be scared, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, they better be super scared, man. Um this is wild. This is such wild news. I mean, just this year alone, I mean, we covered on episode 129, we covered Sound On, the TikTok music distribution yep. service for artists. Sound right? On, that's the name of it. Yep. You got it. And now here on episode 145, okay, just a couple months later, we're talking about ByteDance filing a patent with the US Patents Office for TikTok music, a music streaming app. I mean, this is crazy. The they I mean, they are in such hyper growth focus mode right now. It's absolutely insane. So with all that being said, one thing that I really liked about this article from TheVerge.com that kind of talked about what TikTok music is all about is they're really talking about like the social component of music and people commenting on tracks together. I think that's that's so neat. Like we see that with SoundCloud, right? And it's not the best functionality in SoundCloud because right. there's a lot of spam comments. There's a lot of, there's right. like a lot of download gate comments, which really detract from a conversation around a track. But if, if TikTok can figure that out to promote conversation and discussion about tracks, 
they are really onto something here. And Spotify mm-hmm. and Apple Music, they need to wake up, man. They need to wake up. Okay, so that's number one, right? The sociability of you know music sharing through the TikTok Music app, okay? I also want to talk about live streaming audio and video which yes. is really yes, like yes, yes. aimed at like content creators right and allowing content creators to be able to live stream these tracks with video and not worry about copyright takedowns okay and how amazing would that be for DJs i mean this is a hurdle that DJs have been trying to get over for such a long time this is I so mean, crazy. Imagine that- off of that point, man, real quick before you move on to the next one, because I'm sure you've got plenty, but just, yeah. th- just to go off of that, imagine, you know, you're watching uh, Tomorrowland 2024 and you see the main stage act come on and it's a live stream and you can be on YouTube or you can be watching it even through TikTok. And then the track list comes up and it automatically connects to your music streaming app and you could just save the song. If it's an ID, you could even pre-save it. Can you imagine what that would do for artists? If you could be like, you could pre-save upcoming IDs that wouldn't be out for like the next you know, three, four months, but already you're baking in how many people are going to be listening to your tracks. Like imagine what that would do, just that functionality and that connectivity. It's amazing. It's what every DJ would want. And honestly, as a fan, it's what I would want. Having a super app like this, which is, I think is what TikTok is probably going for, is going to be uh, monumental for improving the lives of all artists. I'm so glad you brought up the super app point, dude, because like, I really think this is where we're going now with TikTok mm-hmm. and ByteDance and what they're doing in this space. You know, really keeping users in one single platform, no matter what kind of content that they're interacting with. Whether it be video, they hear a song on a TikTok that they really like, they click on the on the little, you know, whatever. At the bottom, it tells you what sound is playing. You click on that. It takes you within the app to go listen to that song. I just really think that like Spotify and Apple Music, right? I mean, when they first came out, especially Spotify, it was it was genius. You know, this is what people were looking for for a very long time. And they slept a little bit, you know? They really just, they weren't innovating enough. And then TikTok came out of nowhere. Well, they underestimated the social component. Yeah, TikTok is pushing, pushing, pushing. And now, you know, it's going to be a very interesting effect on this sort of music streaming market. Like, where are people going to go? Are they going to stay with Spotify, which is remains, you know, quite stagnant for quite some time? Or are they going to take their music subscription money elsewhere to TikTok to a platform that has proven itself to a platform that has proven to be engaging, that has amassed millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of users all around the world? I think this is a very fascinating pivotal moment for tiktok stay tapped in with beyond the beats i mean at btb.pod is our instagram at pod btb is our twitter and if you're enjoying the show drop down give us five stars we would greatly appreciate that but alec uh, i you know I, i'm between a couple of a couple of questions here but i think i want to go with this one okay, okay. because we just talked about Tomorrowland. we talked about Lollapalooza. we talked about hard summer big festivals that are going on all around the world so alec prieto i want to ask you man it's really time to push your thinking cap on. I want you to think about this. Okay. What is the next stage effect that festivals should add to their stages? So I want to give an example, right? Let's say in the mid 2010s, we saw like more LED paneling being used, right? As visuals became more intricate and really more high def. I think that's what we can really earmark that era, era with, right? And then even at EDC Vegas in 2021, they introduced... Uh, drone shows, which we're starting to see a little bit more at festivals, right? So like slowly but surely really adding more of these, you know, effects on stages. So 
what is the next stage effect that you would like to see at a festival? Oh, a very good question. And I kind of have two separate type of answers to it. Give it uh, to me. And I think it'd be, I don't know if the second answer is going to be really anything too important, but it'd be interesting to explore. My first one is probably the most obvious one, which is some type of three-dimensional hologram representation of visuals. You know, we've seen it with Prince's Hollow show, right? But I think that's probably the next major step, right? I think drone shows and LED panels and all that, and even what the Brooklyn Mirage 2.0, which I hope to experience sometime soon, that all-encompassing experience is kind of still V1. You know, it's not that next-gen type of thing that we're talking about. I think truly next-gen would be if it was more like you know, Prids's Hollow Show. And I don't know how long it's going to take to get to that, but I feel like there are definitely people out there working on how to make an artist's presence more three-dimensional uh, through mm. the use of lighting and through visuals. So I think that's what I would be looking more for is just more of that kind of augmented reality, hologram style type of um, show. And augmented, I don't mean that you necessarily have to wear glasses because that's that's the key is like how you got you got to be able to do it I really don't think there's, you know, there might be some clubs that are very specialized where you're able to go with holograph, you know, sort of AR enabled glasses, you know, like you do to a movie theater for a 3D movie. And that might be more niche, but I think something that's going to be more mainstream and more mass would be how to cultivate what something like Eric Prince has done with his hollow show. Uh, and I think that's really what you have to do because I don't think every major club could be like, okay, here, we've got to sell these, you know, glasses as well. There's going to be a niche area for that. And it's going to be very cool. But I think in terms of, you know, the mainstream, we need to figure something out where you're able to do a hollow like show, you know, so I could definitely see that coming down. The other thing that I've been thinking about, it's not really an effect so much as it is a use of the sound design, sound technologies, like spatial audio and really, <laughs> wow. really utilizing spatial audio to the next degree. So for instance, it would be something as uh, minute as if you're at a pool club, if you're in the pool, you know, you've got, you know, and I know some places have done this, but like, you know, subwoofers and things beneath the pool. And so you can feel the vibration and bass through. And so you're just getting a little bit more of an all-encompassing and, and visceral physical experience. But I think it'd be something interesting with just like the, and we see it in movie theaters where they're doing the the, the four-dimensional type of sound and that spatial audio, you know, Do Dolby has been really working on that. But yeah, I Dolby think, Atmos. Exactly. I think we could see more of that in clubs because a lot of times it's, it's very forward and front-facing. So a lot of it's just being blasted at you rather than creating a sensation of it being all around you. So, you know what I mean? Like that's, it might be more of a minute point, but I think that type of effect is something that people are going to be looking forward to where you can get a full 360 audio experience of what the DJ is playing. And that could really do a lot of wonders for what DJs are doing with their productions, you know, in terms of having left versus right, and the different balances that they're putting into tracks. I think it would be really, really neat. And so while some venues may have somewhat of this capability, it's definitely not mainstream and not something that's being incorporated into, you know, everyday club or everyday even festival culture. Yeah. So I would like to see more of the use of kind of this spatial audio technology to create a truly immersive surround. And I want to say surround sound. I don't mean surround sound like you've just got like a bunch of speakers. I mean, a truly surround sound 
type of experience. That's really fascinating, man. I was not expecting like a Dolby Atmos sort of setup for festivals, but that is a really, really neat idea that I could really get behind. I've seen the Hollow Show before, right? So like I know what that looks like. It's it's an impressive technological feat in the live event space. So I'm definitely not discounting that, but the the 360 audio, the spatial audio thing. Like imagine it in a more intimate setting where it's not like yeah. a huge crowd, but it's a little bit more controlled so you could do that. How fucking awesome would that be for so many artists where it's just like you know where like in the best shows you feel it in your bones but like you have to find a spot like think about how much it can solve for like you're trying to find the perfect spot at a festival or a club with this it's like pretty much anywhere you'd stand is going to be the you know one of the more perfect spots and that that's what i want to see a little bit more of and i think that we've been a little bit lacking on that in the music industry if i'm perfectly honest especially in the dance music industry i think we've been focusing so much on the visual production we've kind of forgotten about what is that audio quality that audio production going to be here here Uh, i i would i would much rather pay for a type of uh you know uh Dolby Atmos experience and have like very minimal if no lighting I'd much rather have that immersive audio experience because that's what we're there for we're there for the music and I think I think dude, you know because it looks good on Instagram so on but, Instagram yeah, but, like but you dude, have all the you, drone shows how are you gonna see excision's visuals bro Huh? How, well, how you you could see? do. You could do. You could do. Excision can play without visuals, all right. My man can play without visuals. He doesn't need to have the crazy visuals, all right. I think dubstep would be even far better with that spatial audio and yeah. uh, surround yeah, yeah. sound, three sixty audio. <laughs> can you imagine? Like the what 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 comes behind you just slaps you on the back of the head. Like oh, you're like, yeah. well, I don't even know where it came from. You're like, yeah, where exactly. is it coming from? I don't know where to turn. Like I I want to I want to say something real quick on like the visuals thing yeah, right go ahead. at like at like festivals and shows and things like that like it's cool but I'm not here to watch a movie you know what I mean I'm not here for a fucking movie like I'm I'm here so tell me why some- movies why are movies focusing now on the audio experience more than right. shows are I don't understand like they clearly understand that like shit sound has so much to do with the experience right like I, you know it's it's like oh cool like another like I don't know like weird checkered pattern going along with the song you know or like a fisher head like yeah. fucking floating yeah. around <laughs> like it forwards and reverses it flashes a little bit like oh that's so neat that's so cool like I'm, I'm here for the fucking music baby i'm here to hear something that i haven't heard before that i can't capture in my own fucking headphones like i don't need to be watching a movie at the same time so i'm right there with you dude let's focus on the audio i want to be on the dance floor orgasming okay to the to the oh. bass that's what exactly that's what i want to happen okay but it hasn't happened in recent years because i have to find the perfect spot (laughs) and jostle around with people not that i'm orgasming in crowds just just to put that out there i'm not doing that on the regular you know on the regular that implies that it has happened (laughs) oh my god you sick (laughs) sick man hey you Uh, gotta put those orgasms on uh, true true yeah well you know going going along with that and i know we're we're kind of running over on this topic a little bit here but going on on orgasm yeah yeah. tell me about your orgasms at shows no not me personally but it's so funny sometimes when you read like reddit stories of people who have attended like (laughs) festivals lately and you know, yes, talk about yes. like people like having sex on the dance floor or like dude you know, i don't get it fingering get or blow it. Dr- you know it's a lot it's like you know it's it's too much you know what i mean like i understand it you're is. really feeling it yeah and you might be in an altered state you can of feel mind that at home yeah you could do that at home yeah but go back to your fucking tent okay <laughs> not when i'm trying to dance okay and and when there's a break in a track i'm hearing a little 
uh, <laughs> you know, like I, I don't need to be hearing stuff like that on the dance floor. Okay. Anyways, Alec. Speaking of sound, let's get back to the music, man. Where are we going oh, next? Lord. Oh, well, I don't know how I'm going to follow that up, except uh, I, I think this might just do it because, ladies and gentlemen, EDM champions of the globe, we are at the final section of our show of the Beyond the Beat experience in its entirety. It is, of course, the artist we're watching section where we will put two fantastic artists that are more underground, maybe not as mainstream, people that you probably don't know. We're going to put them on your radars. And uh, my man, we've got some interesting picks this week. I will say that I I think they're synergistic to us, but I I think you should kick us off this week because I'm just really, I'm really down to get into that type of vibe. So hit it with me, baby. Let's go. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Um, So just a couple hours ago before we recorded this episode today, uh, I just got back from Mexico. And I took a little road trip down with some friends and we stayed, you know, in the Baja California Peninsula. And it was an amazing, amazing trip because it's very relaxing. And then last night, the last night that we were there, we went to like this sort of like Italy style, like food hall style kind of thing. You know what I mean? And there was like a DJ that was spinning like deep cuts, you know, deep tech, minimal tech, like sort of tunes, which we were just not expecting. But the sun was setting, we were right up against the water and it really set a nice vibe and it really inspired me and it just really felt helped me feel relaxed but just having a good time, just setting up the perfect vibe that I was looking for. So, my artist that I'm watching this week is very much along the lines of that vibe that I'm really, really feeling and that I'm holding on to from this trip. And his name is Creech. He's a 21-year-old house and deep tech DJ and producer from Eindhoven, Netherlands. And this track right here, I just love by him. I've been blasting this shit nonstop. And it's time to put him on the artist ever watching list. So without further ado, this is Creech's track, Whatever. Take a listen. Don't fall for me, don't put your trust in me, don't even laugh at me, I warned you honey, I don't get emotional, if I don't pick up your car, don't come for me, don't, whatever you do, don't fall for me, don't put your trust in me, don't even laugh at me, I warned you honey, I don't get emotional, if I don't pick up your car, don't come for me, don't. Wonderful, man. Delicious. This is, uh, I, I, I love that you're, you're venturing off to the spaces. Well. And I love to hear that you've been, you're kind of blasting this out as well. What a fantastic find. It's just, again, yeah. coming in with the hardcore vibes, not hardcore style of dance music, but just, it's got that vibe. You know, you just know how to select them, man. You're a true selector. That's what I love hey. about this stuff. And, uh, Cre- yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a compliment, man. Creech is just, uh, th- this is really, really neat. Like, I've I immediately, as soon as I heard this, followed, have it on my Spotify now as yeah. well. And what kind of, what, ex- what, what excited you about this type of, uh, this track? 
I'm really glad that you asked me this question, okay? Because I've been blasting, or at least I used to really play this song a lot. It's called Honey by Sid and Vocoder. And <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. great song. It's, it's a good song. It's a good song. And it's like a really fun, upbeat, like party tech house track. Mm-hmm. And I just, I kind of played it a little bit too much where now when I hear it, I'm just kind of like, oh, no, I, I need uh, to change this out, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this song by Creech samples the same original. And so when I heard this one, I was like, wow, I really, really like this take. You know what I mean? And I really yeah. like how it's a little bit chiller. And that's what I was that's exactly what I was looking for after I kind of played through uh Sid and Vocoder's track Honey. So I'm really happy I came across this because this was really scratching that itch to really help me fall in love with this sound and with this particular original again. Dude, I love to hear that. That's awesome. That's reinvigorated your your passion, not only for the original, but especially piqued your interest uh, exactly. with this track as well. It's like it's just it is, it's a wonderful song. And I'm I, I didn't know that you really liked the original like that. So I yeah. I, I have even more of an appreciation for your appreciation Hell of yeah, brother. this track. It's a, it's an awesome track. I've saved it. I've downloaded it as well. Uh, I want to, I know we downloaded Share, but I was like, I need this track already. So I already downloaded it. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Well, yo, you know what? Keep the vibes going before we yes, cap off this episode, sir. man. Who you got for us? Well, this is going to be an interesting one, and you're not going to have any. You're not going to have any knowledge of the backstory to this because I went and saw. Okay, you just got to stay with me here. Okay, you got to stay with me, and, and you'll here. see kind of the connection. I, I hope not, because we've got to finish this episode. Um, but stay with me, Edium Champions, as well. Uh, for the little bit, the background and the context of this, because I went and saw the new Elvis movie. The movie about Elvis Presley. It's just called Elvis. Have you heard about it, Samir? I've heard about it, but I, I didn't know. But now I know. Well, I'm a big Elvis fan. I've always loved Elvis. And more importantly, I'm actually a uh, a really big blues fan. So B.B. King, you know, absolutely massive. I love a lot of that style of music. And Elvis kind of combined the... The, the country with a lot of the blues and roots type of music, and especially in terms of the vibe of it, there's dance moves and everything like that, and gospel as well. You know, he grew up a, around, um, you know, uh, he went to a lot of uh, gospel churches in Mississippi, and he was very much inspired inspired by, you know, the, the energy and the passion and just some of the vocals and the, and the use of Simpson back in those days. Uh, with gospel so that's why i was when i came across uh you know this duo i was just really interested with you know, a lot of people have been doing it in house and house has always kind of had that soul infusion in there but what was really interesting was the court the main core response had a, a very clear uh you know connection back to the gospel and blues type of route and i was like after listening to elvis i was like not only do i love his original songs but i was like there needs to be a little bit more of the kind of blues uh, and gospel incorporation in house music because it's 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 very similar in terms of the structure of it and you could do it very easily. So uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Edian Champions, I believe I found a couple who've been really able to incorporate it very much so into the song with a little bit more of a, a jungle type uh, aesthetic, if you were. So this is Simmet and James with their track, What You Waiting For? Take a listen.
beautiful song man um as soon as i hit play on it i was just really kind of enamored with just the overall structure and the overall vibe that sinner and james was going for on this one and i just love the backstory on that so help me understand like how does this play back to elvis it plays back to elvis because he did a very similar thing in terms of taking the the roots of gospel you know yeah. kind of like vocals Um, with kind of the blues style call and response to things where you've got a female vocalist kind of going higher pitch and off and then you've got a lower pitch type of return on it he's they've they've incorporated you know elvis incorporated that into kind of his own style of music with with country but the reason elvis got me into that is because it was just it was looking at kind of the crossover between some of those original roots type of music and how you could yeah. incorporate it more mainstream and that's what elvis did and that was kind of like the 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 crux of his success was that he was able to take that and put it in a in a slightly more type of modern way and so this kind of does the same thing with with a house beat on it like granted yeah. it's not fully infused but the you know the what you're waiting for like kind of call out in yeah. there is very gospel at its roots yeah. and the blues type of like the chop of the of the certain notes that comes in with that that's a very blues type of thing to do where you've got a beat going and they'll just constantly like kind of chop up that vocal live like a real vocalist would do that and people would just kind of like sit in the you know you know bouncing with it where they got a little bit of percussion in the background kind of like a guitar there but in this case it's just purely percussion and a, and a house beat that goes with it so that's what i really inspired me after watching the movie was just to kind of go out and try and listen and find some more people that are like that because there's soul in it and that's i yeah. think that's what makes it so attractive it's not a complicated song at all but there's soul in it and there's there's energy and there's passion and that's what's so beautiful about house music in general but particularly about i think these type of tracks which call a little bit more back to the same structure as some of these other genres of music and so i just thought i was i was very impressed with with how they did that i'm not sure uh if it was sampled or where it was sampled from i wasn't able to find that out but maybe it was but i, I want to see a little bit more of that in the house music scene i think it's something that will particularly uh refresh the tech house scene as well leave it to tool room records to uh once again just put out amazing amazing tunes that really just kind of keep you on the cutting edge of tech house and just house tracks in general so big what up to mark knight big what up to uh tool room records for just keeping it fresh with this one but alec i'm loving the passion here that you're, that you're giving me on this track so i'm going to leave this to you any final concluding thoughts before we say sayonara until next week you know, there's just something about music which is just so invigorating that I hope people, even in the in the lowest and darkest times, don't lose sight of and just realize the power of music not only to make you feel better, but able to connect you with others. And so if anybody's going through a tough time right now, you haven't, and I've been through them certainly in these last few months uh, or, or year rather, just make sure that you know you can take a little break from it but come back to the music come back to the things that make you happy because it's the energy it gives you and the energy that you're then able to share with others is just going to immediately make your life better that's all i have to say yeah absolutely beautiful man love that and uh edm champions keep those good vibes that positivity going and we will see you 
next week for episode 146.